This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 750, spotlight on Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I'm a motherfucking woman, baby, alright. I need a man to be holding me too tight. I'm a motherfucking woman, baby, that's right. I'm just having fun with the ladies here tonight. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 750. It's our spotlight on... Birds of Prey, or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm Adam Chapman, your host, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Kelly Chapman. I'm supposed to say my own name. Sorry. We've been over this. Okay. Did you mess up the title? No. Oh. You paused like you weren't sure. I had to remember It sounded like there was like a question mark, like Harley Quinn? A little bit. Well, so I don't know if you've heard this. So it's, so the, the proper name of the movie is Birds of Prey, and then yep. there's this long subtitle. Yeah, the... It, the Fab, the Emancipation of One Fantabulous Harley Quinn. Something like that. I, I think probably fa- messed it up, too. I think Fantabulous comes first. Um, Whatever. The important thing is that we're holding four devices where either one of us could have looked up the correct name before we started. I mean, we could have. Now, have you seen what, 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 what has happened recently? Um, so it underperformed in the box office. So some places in the States, uh, in certain like, major movie chains, um, they've changed the name on their on the listing on their website from... Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey to try and get, they think that part of the problem for people not going to from see it. From or two? Sorry, two. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. So, so they're changing it for oh. name recognition because some people not maybe realizing that it's a Harley Quinn movie but when they see the listing to see Birds of Prey that, that they're trying to think that, so it's Birds of Prey and then in, in parentheses and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So that's the proper. Well, that's what I said. Is it? I mean... Want to hear it back? <laughs> I know it's not, but... <laughs> we can pretend. Check the tapes. Check the tapes. Um, what were your thoughts going into this movie? So we saw it on opening day, which is something you don't love, but I'm an obsessive. Okay, <laughs> I don't love is not, like... When you say, like, you don't love something... Yes. It makes it seem like... Like it's you not hate something? My, <laughs> it seems like it's not something I enjoy. Hmm. The problem isn't that... I don't enjoy it. It's that you won't do anything but opening day, and it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot for scheduling. It's a lot for babysitters. It's a lot for podcasts. It's a lot for... Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It is. And it used to be just comic book movies, and then the definition of comic book movie got broader and broader, and then it, it was like, we have to go see Sonic next weekend on Saturday because we have to... Comment, uh, sorry, concert tickets Friday, and it opens Friday. And now we're seeing it a day late, and it's like a thing, I think. Well, Zach was always going to come, so I think that one... No, he keeps saying we're seeing it on the 14th, and I'm like, no, you're not... Well, because he knows the day it it comes out. Yeah, because it's on our calendar. This is what my life has become. No, I think that one... There's a a long-running comic with Sonic, so I think that one's close enough that you could still call it comic-related. Sure, yeah. Some of the other stuff is a bigger reach. Like, I'm probably going to do the next James Bond movie... It's not, I mean, there are comic books about James Bond, but that's harder reach. Sure. Uh, Top Gun, I might do that with T-Board. That's not comic book related at all. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so it's interesting going into it because, so I, I love Suicide Squad. I know that's not the opinion of most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will agree that Harley Quinn was Harley the best Quinn part of the movie. Harley Quinn was absolutely the shining star in that movie. Obviously, you have the... Um, Terrible, terrible character. Which one? Um, you know, the witch. Oh, the Enchantress? Thank you, Enchantress. Awful. I went to say Enchantress, and all I could think of was Huntress, because this one. So then oh. I was like, that's not it. What is it? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. Obviously, sorry, still talking about Suicide Squad. I liked it, but that's because I go to movies and try to have fun. I don't go to movies to pick them apart, and um, I usually go into them hoping I don't have to podcast, so I'm not analyzing every second of every movie. I'm just trying to have fun. So I went into Suicide Squad just trying to have fun, and I did have fun. And yes, rewatching it, there's definitely some issues. The Enchantress is awful. You know, the parts of the movie that are really fun aren't even the plot points or Mm. not even necessarily the action scenes. Like when they introduce everyone and they get the team together, like that's kind of the fun part. Like that's they get in the the band together. Yeah. So I was like, yes, another Harley Quinn movie. Cool. I'm in. And I said, I didn't know a lot about it. I know obviously it's based on um, a comic book. So. I could have looked at that story and seen what it was, but I just went into it like, yes, here we go. I'm having fun. The thing about that, that I was most surprised at this movie, having that as my starting off point, Mm -hmm. is that they didn't get the band together until way later in the movie than I expected. Yeah, I was like, okay, here we go. This is happening. Okay, it's not happening. Okay, it's not happening. It's not happening. And then it was like, it's happening. It's over. Yes. So that to me was... Just not what I expected, um, because I thought the movie was going to be about a girl gang up from the beginning, and it wasn't. No. Um, But then once we got that team up, it was really great. So it's like, I'm not not let down by it. It just wasn't the movie I was expecting. Mm. Um, And I will say before we get too much farther into this, that I wish Tibor were here. Really? <laughs> yes, because I love the movie. I think he's seeing it right now because he just texted us asking if there's a post credits. So he must be in the theater right now, like oh. deciding if he's staying. Well, I absolutely love this movie and I feel like I need some balance oh. <laughs> because I don't have negative things to say about it. Okay. Um, probably at all. Okay. So I feel like if we had Tibor, I'm picking on Tibor, but someone with some negative thoughts might balance mm. out this podcast. So that's a question. Um, do you think that this movie, if they had slightly toned down the language and maybe slightly toned down some of the violence, do you think it would have worked just as well as a PG-13 as opposed to in the States it was an R or in Canada an AA, which does cut out some of the potential audience? We, when we were there, there was people who we thought maybe they were a little, maybe too young <laughs> for it. I'm just curious if you thought that, like, there's been a lot of discussion about the fact that it's kind of underperformed to what they expected or wanted the movie to make and do you think yep. that they would have made more if they'd made a PG-13 I mean Deadpool did fine with an R but do you think like do you think that if they'd made some slight cuts that it would have still worked or do you think it needed to be um, an R that's hard for me to say because I feel like having worked in a movie theater kids want to see a movie they're going to see a movie they don't try that hard to stop them um, especially in Canada 14A like are you 14? Are you not 14? Like maybe it being restricted in the States, that's a different call. Hmm. Um, but that's true. Yeah. Cause in the States you have to be 18 or have a, have a guardian, right? I guess. Yeah. Whereas us, it's just 14. So it feels very different to us. 14 is very different than 18. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure to be honest. Like I didn't, the face peeling I didn't enjoy. I feel like you'd have to take that out. Yeah. Um, that was, especially on the little girl. Yeah. Let, I mean, they didn't show that, but yeah. I think every time that uh, the black, so we're spoiling the crap out of it anyway, but um, every time yeah, the you black. you stop saying spoilers, which I when I'm on, I usually try and say. I know. Um, I think. It's 7.50, eh? Darn. That's a lot of podcasts. I know. Technically, there's two extras in there that didn't have proper numbers. 
There's like you just a, have to say that. There's like a B side and an A side or whatever. Or a point one episode. Just let it go. Okay. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is that I felt like every time Ewan McGregor was on screen, like I was really excited to see what he's going to do next because he was either very funny or very creepy. He was very creepy. Um, I would like to get back to that for sure. Okay. But we were talking about the um, age of people in the movie theater, and I just have to point out the girls beside me. Um, so there were some teenage girls sitting next to me when we went to see this movie, which was really interesting. We went during the day. Um, luckily my bosses don't listen to this podcast cause I left work early to go to the movies. I booked time off. <laughs> I worked till eight o'clock, three days that week. Okay, so it's not like okay. I didn't, I just, you know, okay. Anyway, we, so we went to like a two o'clock show. So there was some younger people. It was funny because we're used to going opening night. It's very crowded. So you pick the best seats when you buy your tickets a month in advance. I walk in and there's like only the main, like four rows are booked. Like everyone sat in like, so we're all like clogged right up against each other. And there's like empty seats, like around the perimeter. Didn't you at one point say like, if I don't like it, I'll just move. Like it's not going to be a problem. I don't need this. I was like, you know, we were squeezed in between people. But anyway, the girls next to me, probably I would say we're around 13, 14, Mm -hmm. maybe 15. I would say, I would guess 13. Um, so they didn't have a parent, so I hope they're 14. Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) They were 14. Um, so some of the trailers that we got to see were a little scary. And oh, yeah. so they were scared by the trailers. And I was like, well, this is what happens when you come to a grown-up movie, little <laughs> girls. And they were talking a lot. So I was kind of, you know, I'm old now. So I was a little bit like, wow, these kids are going to spoil the movie for me. But to be honest, mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed them being there because they were cheering at some of the, like, girl power moments. Oh, yeah. And so it was a very, like... Woohoo, girl power. Like it was, they didn't actually say girl power, but that was the vibe I was getting from them. And so I kind of really enjoy, I didn't go into this thinking like, yes, it's a girl superhero movie. Obviously I see a lot of superhero movies being married to you mm-hmm. and I like Harley Quinn and I knew I would like it, but I never went to see it because it was a girl movie. Yeah. So I think that for me was kind of enjoyable. Just kind of having that, like going maybe, on next maybe they maybe they wouldn't have been there if it had been a yeah. traditional you know, and maybe they wouldn't they, maybe they would have obviously i'm i'm stereotyping and i'm judging these girls but i enjoy that they enjoyed the girl powerness of this movie mm-hmm. um you had commented back to your point about the movie not doing as well that you know it wasn't as overly sexualized as previous movies and so they may be suffering in the teenage boy market which is stupid which is stupid um, I still thought she looked hot AF, but that's besides the point. But there definitely was less skin. Showing there was. But I didn't. I she know, wasn't like, wearing the booty shorts and the short shirt that she was in the first. Yeah, but you know how many movie. of those outfits I was like, I could do that for Halloween. Yeah, I could do that for Halloween. I could do that if I had to pick one look. Yeah, for Halloween, I would do like the the gold jumpsuit with the pink sports bra and the oh, roller yeah. skates. Yeah, that would be a good Halloween costume. Is that when she had the? Uh, do the we have chick- any cosplay like? Costume designer, people that listen to our podcast. I don't know. Just checking. Is that was that the one she had the costume change, like in the middle of the yeah. fight, and they, they even called that out. They're like, "What? Did you have a costume change?" It was a shoe change. Shoe change. Sorry, shoe that's change. what it was. Um, anyway, right. so I I did enjoy that. Like teenage girls were excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it sucks if people aren't seeing it because they don't know it's Harley or you know it's a girl movie or whatever. Yeah, that you're always going to have problems like that and. Mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously the people who make movies are concerned about box office and that crap, but luckily I don't have to worry about that. I can, like I said, just go show up, have Mm. a good time. Apparently Um, you didn't tell me what you think of the movie yet. I liked it a lot. Um, it's interesting. So Margaret Robbie has said that one of the reasons why she did this movie, because I guess in the comics, there was a Harley Quinn was part of the the Gotham city sirens, uh, which was basically like her and poison Ivy and sometimes Catwoman. And so there was a lot of discussion or people were talking about, like, why didn't they include them in this movie? Because the Birds of Prey has never featured Harley Quinn at all, ever. Um, she's just never been related to those characters. So it's an interesting choice. And apparently like they, her, they exist in the same universe. Universe, but they don't. They've never. Really. They're okay. not like the Birds of Prey are distinctly superheroes. Um, yep. They work alongside Batman a lot or like in the same world. Uh, Black Canary in the comics has been a member of the Justice League. Like it's very different. Um, and they're not quite as they're a little, you know, more dark, uh, rough around the edges more in, in this movie, which I'm fine with. But I guess her reasoning, and I appreciate this, for why they wanted to do it this way, was to put the um, exposure on characters who don't have it. Like, everyone knows who Catwoman is. Yeah. Poison Ivy, people know. Yeah. But people don't know who Huntress is. They don't no. know Black Canary, really. Like, yeah. they might know because she's, you know, been on the Arrow TV show. But again, her profile is not the same as yeah. Poison Ivy or um, Catwoman that everyone knows. Sorry, I don't watch Arrow very often, but... Um, the character of Black Canary, that's the character of the girl that he was dating and then they broke up and I was mad and said I wouldn't watch the show anymore. No. It's a different character. They're a different character. It's the other blonde girl. Yes. Got it. Yeah, who was killed off on that show. But yeah, she was... Black Wait, can- which one? Black Canary was killed? Yes. Or the other? Oh, okay. There's two canaries on the arrow. There's See? White Canary and Black Canary. Okay. <laughs> White Canary's still alive. Okay. Okay. You're just giving me a look like, what is happening? No, it's Why fine. did I, I ask? I, I never really watched it, so. Um, Neither did I, really. You can't but. watch superhero shows just because they have cute guys in them. Yeah. I've actually, it's interesting. I've, I feel I mean, like I know I'm, that's why you watch. But. Oh, absolutely. But I, I've actually started caring a little bit less about the CW shows. Once Crisis happened, I'm kind of like, I'm done. Like I, you it's wrapped been, it up nicely? Uh, enough that I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't feel the need to keep reading. Keep watching. Yeah. Keep reading. <laughs> that's what happens with comic books. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. Um, the number one, it's interesting, uh, there's a, a, a creator named Gail Simone who did a, a extremely well-received and influential run on the Birds of Prey comic, and apparently um, Journey Smollett, who is uh, Black Canary here, from her, she took inspiration from Gail Simone's writing of, of the character, and obviously they have a different version of Black Canary, but she definitely wanted to channel what Gail Simone wrote, and Gail Simone had joked on Twitter that she had like so many posts saying how much she loved the movie but the one negative she didn't like was that they called the uh, the young girl Cassandra Kane. she's like that's the only thing I wish they changed and apparently because it's Twitter and the, and the internet that's the piece that people decided to you know tweet around and say oh, oh you know yeah. Gail Simone blast the movie for changing yeah. and she's like the one thing I said I didn't like was this character and that also stuck out to me is that because when we were watching the movie you would you turned around like when they mentioned Renee Montoya yeah. you, re- you had recognition because you remember Gotham Central because yeah. uh, you read at least the first book of that and then also when they had Cassandra Kane, like you're like whoa whoa isn't that yeah. Batgirl because you remember is that is it purple costume Batgirl uh no it was like oh, the it's, torn it's... like ripped costume that looked like it had like um manually sewn up pieces if that makes sense not purple purple was a different girl it's been a lot of Batgirls no no I know you trying to think what you're thinking of no I know it's fine um yeah I thought I I thought that did stand out as odd but maybe there's a reason for it. Like, it could be. Maybe there's, you know. Yeah, it's just like in the comics. I like she to was, believe that things happen for a reason, and there's always a plan in place. 
Yeah. Um, the comic, she couldn't like speak for like a long time, and she, if she did speak, it was kind of very much broken. But she was a master fighter, and uh, she, you know, was a combat specialist, and you know, she was, ba- you know, she's Batgirl. Um, so it's just weird not to to have the character in name, but not really it, anything else. What? Well, now if they have her turn out to be Batgirl, people are going to be like, I heard a podcast a year ago that spoiled this. Okay, Chris. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking of. Um, Winter Soldier. Uh, it's interesting, too. The one thing that did, uh, at sometimes not in the, uh, the kind of not the back of my head, is that it's in Gotham. But there's no Batman, and like a lot of shit is happening, and Batman's not around. It's just one of those things where like it's in that but, universe, but like we're just supposed to pretend that Batman doesn't exist or that hasn't been... Well, doing he's stuff. Busy. He doesn't have to do everything. I know, but Harley Quinn, Joker's number one squeeze. He wouldn't be involved. What would he be involved with? I don't know. Tracking her down. Why would he want to track her down? She arson, destruction. Is that like one of the things he like looks for people for? Like, if, doesn't he have bigger problems? I mean, if if Harley Quinn blew up an like, Ace Huntress chemical plant, I think is going go around after. shooting people in the neck with arrows. I feel like he's more likely to want to get. Yeah, he's probably investigating that too. So maybe he's just like. Had other stuff going on. <laughs> One last comment in terms of the original Birds of Prey in the comics. So they are Black Canary, Huntress much later, but the other integral piece is Barbara Gordon or Oracle. So that's the one that they didn't use her at all here. Yeah. Um, so, which I'm hoping that maybe in a future movie, like you could, if they ever, the problem is I don't know if they ever would because I think that Warner Brothers is too scared about taking chances on properties to actually like just not use Harley Quinn and just spin out the birds in their own movie. And then well, introduce Oracle or someone like that, which would we'll be awesome. We'll see how well, I mean, obviously opening weekend is opening weekend, but we'll see how well the movie does. Mm-hmm. See if those characters do get us. I had a question. I do want to talk about some of the characters more specifically. Sure. But I had a question, um, the big scene at the booby trap, which yeah. I have so many thoughts on, but let me ask the question before I forget. Okay. Um, when they're all out of ammo at the same time, sure. Yeah. And Harley wants to go after Cassandra and... She doesn't have any bullets. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need to get out. I need to get out. And you can tell she like really wants to get the kid. Yeah. And then that's when Black Canary uses her power. Yeah. Which I don't remember. You're going to tell me Sonic Scream or something. There Son- you go. Sonic yeah. Scream, yeah. Okay. Right before she does it, when she's like kind of looks like you, like you know she's going. I knew she was going to. I assume anyone who knows her power knows yeah. she's about to. Um, at that moment, somebody says, you know what you have to do. Okay. So I guess my question was. Do you remember who said that, and how do they know that she has that power? So I think it was Renee Montoya. That's what I thought because she knew her mom. Okay, so her mom had that same power. Yes. Okay. And okay. I think, and I, I think there had been an earlier mention when they were discussing like you should be helping us, you should be being like your yeah, mom yeah, type yeah, of yeah. idea. I think she hinted that she knew that she had like the same type of abilities. Okay. So I think, like I knew she had that power. I heard the stuff about the mom, but I. Yeah. Okay. Which is a nice callback because. Because I thought it was cool, but then yeah. I was like, does this make sense or not? No, no, it, it, it did feel like they kind of built it into the character. Um, in the comics, every, basically, yeah, her mom was the Golden Age can, uh, Black Canary and had, you know. Okay. I don't know if she had the Sonic Scream, per se, that part, I can't remember, but she was a, you know, a superhero. Um, so that's, I like that they kept that theme. I mean, I like that Renee Montoya's character does seem to know a lot. Yes. Like, she's... She's been around. She's been around. She knows the characters. She would know that... I mean, we saw her at the club. Like, we saw Black Canary singing at the club, mm-hmm. and she shattered a glass. So, no. even if she wasn't sure that she had that power, she could have... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I thought that was like a nice, that no, nice way I showed of... up, and 
She's like, they call me. And she's like, you're so-and-so. Like, Renee Montoya knows what's going down. The in crossbow Gotham. killer? Yeah. And they were not letting her say that? Yeah. It was really weird seeing the hunters kind of play that way, but I liked it. Like, I liked her. She was a little awkward, but, like, she kind of was raised as a recluse. like By two assassins. By two assassins. Two dudes raised her. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to be a little socially awkward. Yeah. She's on this, like, vendetta spree. It's a little interesting that they showed, like, her hit list was, like, that drawing she did as a child. Yeah. Um, and my question is, like, once you're old enough and you're trained as an assassin and you're ready to go, like, kill your bad guys, yeah. you're, like, pointing at the drawing being like, hey, who's this? Like, how did she know? Yeah. Or is it just that, like... It's the stuff of legend. Everyone knows who was there that day. Maybe. Because um, they definitely play it that way. Like, it's this legendary moment in Gotham history. Yeah. This big hit that happened. Which, again, yeah. is... I can't remember all of it, but the, the main idea is still true to the character in the comics. And she definitely has a harder edge, which eventually kind of gets worn off over the years. But, like, when she first showed up, she was definitely, like, a dangerous character. She had an affair with Nightwing. Like, you know, blah, blah. Who's Who's the character? Sorry. Sometimes I think of things and then I... I'm like, I'll just write it down and I'll ask him off podcast, but then I'll forget. Okay. Who's the character that I'm thinking of whose parents get killed and she's hiding under the bed? Um, not in this movie. This is totally say, like random. Okay. She's like someone's daughter. Okay. Or something. Is it a movie? Yeah. We're going to play a little game now? Yeah, this is a fun game. Okay. Uh, I feel like. Movie. Is it the jackal? The jackal? No. Someone who dies in front of them. Oh, am I thinking of Lucy Liu and Kill Bill? Yes, I think okay. you are. <laughs> That's not what I was actually originally thinking of, but then I went there. Okay, okay. 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 Um, she's also an assassin. See, there was a second. Yeah, oh, yeah. And a badass. Yes. And- but she wasn't awkward though. <laughs> like well, I, I did. I, it was interesting because I mean, it is a comedic movie. There's a lot of comedy, as much as there is a lot of action and like kind of crazy stuff too. And so I like that. Yeah, having the huntress there, not even being able to kind of get her name out. Yeah, People not well, really and when she was practicing the mirror, it was really fun. Like, they call me. They call me. <laughs> they call me. <laughs> but it's really funny when they have the moment. Um, at the booby trap where all they're like all pointing mm-hmm. their guns at each other and like what's going on. She's yeah. like, I'm just gonna go. Like, cool. Like, yeah. Oh, what shit's going on here? Yeah, but exactly. like, this guy's dead, so I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I will say back to characters that we liked and didn't like. Mm-hmm. I found I was excited when I found out that Ali Wong was gonna be in the movie. Oh yeah. And I just feel like she was the wrong choice for that part because, and obviously. I shouldn't typecast people, but she's a comedic actri- actress, mm-hmm. and I just found like that role was so mundane, and I feel like her talents were wasted in that role. It didn't feel like it needed her. They didn't, yeah, that's what I mean. Like they could have used a random like. It, yeah, I, I'm torn on that because she's too good to be in yeah. that small of a role where they didn't use her primary talent, which is yeah. comedy. It's interesting because like when you mentioned that, I remember actually from the Joker movie that came out last year. Um, uh, Mark Maron, who's a comedian and also like a really well-known podcaster, he's in the movie. And I would say like he didn't need to be there at all. It was a very short role, but like he gets to act with Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro, who would say no. But it was just kind of felt like, why is he here? Like he's recognizable. He's a, he's a specific personality, and I think it's the same idea here. You had Ali Wong, who's comedic and very funny, and yet does nothing funny. No, and it's just a very straight role, and didn't need to be there. Like it's just. 
Renee Montoya's yeah. ex, and also they felt like oddly mismatched in terms of age too. Did like, you say ex? Yeah. Oh, I did not catch that. The part where they were like something something. It's her ex. Yeah. I missed. Like I didn't want to be talking during the movie. Yeah. I missed whose ex she was. Oh. So I was like, she's Renee's ex. Oh, I missed that completely. So I thought they were an interesting match because I didn't really like. Oh. Age wise, okay. they just didn't feel like they. Because you thought I don't think Perez they had chemistry. Was a little old for that character. I felt like she was a little old for Renee Montoya. She's but usually I guess a little she's younger. She's been through a bunch of shit before she quits the department and goes. She has been. Like it also to me like, I mean, it did feel like Renee. The end of the, the end of the movie. It's like the very end when they they become birds of prey, mm-hmm. and it's not even like it happens in the movie. It happens in the and then this is what happens. Like they oh, tell sure. you that they become the birds of prey. That's right. Which is fine, and I understand she quit the police force, and there's corruption and whatever. Although again, Gordon, but <laughs> where's Gordon? But I have a hard time with the idea that she would just be like. Hunters killed a bunch of people, but now I'm going to team up with her. Like, it's okay. They were bad people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, It seems like a bit of a heel turn because she's so dedicated to justice. Yeah. But then she's also, you know, consistently a victim of injustice. So it's kind of like, is yeah. this actually a good story for Renee? Or I just wonder if she would be, like, cool with someone who just killed a bunch of people. It's hard to tell. Like, even in the comic books, like, she... Like, Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Yep. Yep. Deadpool. Uh, Daredevil's a good guy. But, like, yeah. he kills people. Only in the movie. Okay. I would argue that's the one. That's the worst part about that movie is that Daredevil's not a killer. The one time okay. he accidentally killed someone, it wrecked him inside. So, and okay. it's actually currently happening in the comics right now. He he killed someone, and he's stopping Daredevil. He's like, I can't be Daredevil anymore. I can't be that guy. So that's the worst part about that Daredevil movie. But I agree. In that movie, though, he was just killing people. Yeah. He didn't seem to care. It's interesting. In the comics, she does end up becoming a vigilante. Um, okay. But she never. But she's still a detective and still about justice. Yeah. She becomes the question, and she's like really cool as the question as well. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, I'm not actually telling you what it's happens. Not spoilers. The, if it's comic books. I guess. It's pretty old. Um, <laughs> there's a spoiler. I we never saw the Quiet Place. No. And but the second one's coming out. Yeah. And there was a major spoiler, and there was an article. I don't know if you've seen it, so I'm avoiding saying what oh, the spoiler was. I appreciate was. it. And um, I know someone was like, whoa, because it was in the, the title of the story oh. about the second one. Oh, okay. And someone was like, whoa, spoiler. And they're like, the movie's like, I don't even know how old, six years old or something. Like, at some point, it's not a spoiler anymore. So I don't know what the actual statute of limitations on spoilers is. It's very different sometimes. But like, I haven't some, seen it, so. So I haven't seen it either. I don't want to know. Um, what did you think of Black Canary? Loved her. Loved her. Um, I just don't like nose rings. <laughs> Which is funny, because I used to have a nose ring. I know, but, but I did I not guess, know you then. I guess I didn't have it when we met. A Quiet Place is two years old. Oh, it's only two years old? 2018. Huh. I just made up numbers. <laughs> it feels like it's been six years. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, <sighs> it's a nice tight podcast is turning into random tangents. Yes, it is. This is why you don't have me on very often. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> sure. So Black Canary. Black Canary. I thought she was great. Um, I really like the relationship with her and Harley because they start off, they don't like each other. No. Well, I don't know that Harley doesn't like Black Canary. Mm. I'm sorry, Dina, is that her name? Dina or Dinah. Oh, okay. Um, I can't say Dinah because it makes me think of that song. Oh, okay. So, anyway. Um, Dinah, Dina, 
Go ahead. Damn it. I'm just going to go with Black Canary. Or BC. No. No? <laughs> or actually, I'm trying to remember, or did they call it Dinah or did they call it Laurel? I can't even remember what she was called here now. Because I know the character's multiple names. Oh. Anyway, um, so she obviously doesn't like Harley. No. And she even says to me at one point about, like, that's why everyone hates you, or I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley's drunk at the club and mouthing off. You know, Black Harry has no time for it. She just wants to, like, do her thing. She's just seems like she's on the fringe of whatever's going on with Blackface or Sionis or whatever you want to call him. Um, I think she just wants to, like, sing and go home and, like, do her thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, the tra- like, seeing the progression of hating each other, tolerating each other, working together, liking each... Like, the progression in their friendship, I think, was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where she comes out of the club... And that guy's, like, taking advantage of Harley, and she kind of ignores it because she's, like, not my problem. Yeah. You know, not my circus, not my monkeys. Mm-hmm. And she, like, goes to get in her car. Um, but I like that once she realizes, like, they're trying to put her in the van, like, she goes and saves her and kicks serious butt and yeah. ends up getting her in trouble with Sionis because that's how she gets the job. Yeah. But I think, like, that's a cool moment where you know, we see that she's a really good person. And even though she hates Harley and Harley's a bad guy, kind of a psycho, I mean, not kind of, um, but she's still not willing to let that happen. Yeah. I think that's a really good moment. I think that was really well done. Um, and you know, by the end, okay, they don't like each other, but in the team up, Mm -hmm. you know, they learn to work well together and be interesting to see what would have happened, you know, if the movie was 20 minutes longer and Harley and Cass didn't take off in the car, you know, I would like to see those guys work together a little longer, but the whole time I'm thinking, how is this going to work? Like, even if we assume that, you know, that Renee can be okay with Huntress, like she's not going to be okay with Harley. No, like Harley's a straight up bad guy. You know, she might have her redeeming qualities, like being adorable and hilarious. (laughs) Um, but like, I guess because I didn't know that Harley wasn't part of Birds of Prey. I was like, how is this going to work? You got good guy, bad guy, okay mm. guy. Like, they're not going to... Anyway. There I was, do enjoy their friendship. There was a lot of uh, online chatter about, before the movie came out, if it was going to uh, in any way link up with Suicide Squad at all. And they're definitely, like, they used footage from Suicide Squad of Harley jump, uh, being dropped into the uh, the chemicals. So they borrowed that. And they yeah. claimed that, that that was... And then slightly recut and remixed a little, but it was still pulled from Suicide Squad. We saw a poster of Captain Boomerang in the police. The wanted poster, yeah. It's like, oh, hey, I know this guy, which I liked. And again, they referenced the fact that she helped save the world and had a bomb in her head, uh, which is again from Suicide Squad. She's supposed to be in Suicide Squad too, so it'll be interesting to see how they put her back in jail. Yeah, it's being created, done by James Gunn. It's like a direct sequel? No, kind of okay. like like it's going to have like some a, of the same characters. They're recasting Deadshot. It's not going to be. He was good. I Will Smith is busy, so they got someone else to play Deadshot. Um, but it's okay. going to be done by James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy, which a bunch of misfits, you know, kicking ass. Which Sorry, is, he did the first one or he did the second? He one? did both Guardians of the Galaxies. He is um, Guardians of the Galaxy to a lot of people. Did I ever see the second one? You did not. And then we saw like the first Infinity one. War, and you were like, I kind of want to go back. Because I really like those characters. Because you like Infinity Nebula War. and Gamora in them. I like everyone. Yeah. But I didn't like the first one. Maybe I was having a bad day. Maybe. I'll go back and watch it. I, I just, I don't I just didn't find any of them had any redeeming qualities, and I wasn't rooting for anyone. 
Well, that's fair. I was like, these are all terrible people. But now that you know where they go later on, like yeah. Nebula changes her mind, she becomes a good guy. Plus, I love the actress now. You do love Karen Gillan, though. Yeah. Only because I'm obsessed with Jumanji. Did we do a podcast for um, the no, second one? No, we did not. What the heck? That could be a B-side. No, I forget. We'd have to watch it six more times. Six I mean, I have. <laughs> it's on my iPad. Oh, my God. That's so um, What are the other characters I haven't talked about? I don't know. We talked about Huntress being... Oh, oh, sorry. We have to go to back to... Oh, sorry. One last thing. Uh, Idris Elba is the one who's going to be replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Is he too it. serious? He's not too joking. sexy. Whoa. <laughs> too sexy. Okay, then. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's different. It's different. I mean, we'll see. I'll reserve judgment until we see it. Um... Yeah, uh, Sionis, blackface. Black mask. Black mask. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> blackface. You're not going to edit that out for me? No. Um, I did like when they introduced some of in the characters defense, where they had like the pop-ups on the screen of like... Um, oh, that was really well done. Yeah, and it was kind of evocative of Suicide Squad too. The Suicide yeah. Squad also had kind when of... When they had uh, like the folders and they'd say like, yeah. no, I thought it was really... And they're like grievance. Just like, I don't know. And like the exactly. one where it's like, could be all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was a great he, villain. He was really great. He was a really great villain. Charismatic. Charismatic. A little bit... Um, it looked like he was having a good time. Reminiscent of... Uh, what's his name? From Charlie's Angels. Oh, the yeah. The bad guy in Charlie's Angels. I can't think of it, but um, yeah. The first one with Drew Barrymore. Yes. Yeah. He has that sort of, like, bad guy swagger. He did. Um, but it was also creepy and scary. Like, when they're in the club and he makes that girl get on the... On the table? Yeah. I was really uncomfortable. I'm I like, was really uncomfortable. Where is this going? What's going to happen? The Black Canary was like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, she was uncomfortable. I was I was like, what's going to happen? He's going to kill this girl in the middle of the club? Like, yeah, like, I was like... I a, wasn't sure. I was... I and, mean, and I got to say, the movie not succeeded. Not that it's okay what he did do to her, but it was very tame compared to what I thought was yes. going and to I happen. And I think that's where the movie really succeeded, because it did make me feel very uncomfortable, like, fear for these characters. Yeah. Because this character... Because because of what we saw earlier with the uh, the faces and the, the, the little girl, that's yeah. when you know all bets are off. Yeah. So when he has... Like, it's a very uncomfortable moment. And I thought they played it well because it wasn't... You didn't have a lot of, like, uh, music kind of kind of making you feel like you knew which direction you were going to go. You really felt like, this could go anywhere. This is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, it ended up being relatively tamed compared to what it could have been. But I thought it really succeeded in capturing my attention. Well, and... Um the scene where they finally like they catch Harley mm-hmm. and she's like tied to the chair or whatever and they're gonna like kill her. Yeah. And um we know that she gets out of it because we've already seen the part where she goes to the um jail to break out yes. cast. Yeah. So we know that he's not gonna kill her, no. obviously. Also it's her movie. Um <laughs> but I was still like worried about what he was gonna do to her. Mm-hmm. Like I found myself still being like, Oh my god, what's he gonna do to her? Even though I know that she's fine and she's like walking through the thing. Yeah, of course. So I did love the uh, the whole prison scene with her. Oh my god, I was just going to say that her fun gun or whatever. Yeah, amazing. With Visually the bombs. Yeah. It was really well done. It was and much more exciting than just seeing blood, you know, because it's because it had a whimsy to it. Yeah, it felt like something that Harley Quinn would do. Absolutely, I thought it was super fun. I thought it was super well done, um, and I think this ties into what I wanted to say about the way they did the storytelling in this movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell a story from A to Z. They no. went back and forth a little. And they made it seem like, oh, it's because Harley's telling the story. And this is like, oh, she forgot to tell you that. Let's go back and tell you that. Yeah. But I think it worked really well. 
And one of the reasons I think it worked well is because that whole scene, what the fuck is she doing there? Pardon me. That's okay. Explicit explicit language is allowed. Um, Why is she there? We don't know why she's busting into this jail. And at the end when she's like, where's Cass? Like, we didn't, like... We didn't know what was going on. There's no connection at that point. And I think that if that scene had come after the scene where we found out why she would, like, mm-hmm. I think that plays very differently. Yeah. So. I like also that Cass was the interesting one that kind of had relations with everyone. knowing that her life depends on getting Cass and getting yes. that diamond. Yeah. The fact that she's using glitter bombs instead of bullets is, says a lot, I yeah. think. Like, that's her style. That's who she mm-hmm. is. When she picks up the bat. Oh, yeah. In the confiscated weapons. That was amazing. Because you're just like, yeah. That's her, that's her bat. That's her bat. That's yeah. her thing. Um, it was interesting that Cass was the one who was kind of the, the main connection point between at least three of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, obviously she already has a connection with Dinah. Um, you know, Renee Montoya knows her because she's picked up before. And then Harlequin ends up having more of an interaction with her. I thought that was an interesting way. I also was really glad that the hyena survived. Is that sad that I was, like, super upset when the hyena Bruce. was blown out the yeah. window? And we're like, oh, my God, Bruce. It was sad that the old man sells her out. Yeah. And that that's why she decides to sell Cass out. Yeah, that that's was, a really sad point in the movie. Because that and was her person. I think you need that to like get to the point where like things can be better in the end. Yeah. Um, but that was really sad because she sort of sells that as like he's the only one who cares about me. Yeah. Um, and it sort of you know the relationship she forms with Cass because she has no one and she's basically just a big kid herself and they're watching cartoons and eating cereal and like yeah she's a psychopath and she has a killer hyena as a pet and stuff but you know she just is lonely and that's all it's kind of about right people and. She gets so people I think here. that coming full circle and them, you know, going off at the end and working together, like, mm-hmm. it's adorable. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting f- to see what they would do with that character if they got the chance. Now, cast, I mean. yeah. Um, I was a little surprised by how kind of graphic the blowing up of Black Mask was. When he gets knocked. Yeah. Like, that was kind of like, Ooh, whoa. The girls beside me did not like that. No? But I like that, like, he's not coming back. No. He is dead. He's definitely dead. No more blackface. <laughs> no, I did on purpose that time. Um, no, he's gone. He's definitely gone. No, I. Yeah, it was a very enjoyable movie. I liked the characters. I was invested. I liked the storytelling. I liked the yeah. jumped around. I like that it started with Harley and her um, her egg sandwich. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like you that. Sh- she's just hungover and she needs her food. And when when Renee knocks her out of her hand or whatever, yeah. Oh. Like, I feel for you, girl. And at the end, it. she finally got her sandwich at the end? Yeah, I want one, but it was good. Like, it was, they, did it, they, did, they did it well. Absolutely. Um, the whole scene at the booby trap was amazing. Mm. The whole scene. Like, Exceptionally well filmed. Like, the creepy guy, I don't know his name, but Sionis is like right-hand man. Yeah. I'm glad he died. He was creeping me out, too. Oh, he died in a kind of crazy way, didn't he? Didn't he get impaled, or was that someone else? No, the hunters killed him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but... When he was, like, showing his scars, and he was like, it's one for every lady. I don't know what he said, but I know it. Yeah. I know what he meant. Um, He was, like, super creepy, and, like, the fact that Harley couldn't move, it was, like, a little, like, uncomfortably predatory, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, The character in the comics, I don't think it's more, I think it's just people in general he kills. I don't think it's just women uh, in the comic, but that's. (laughs) Reminds me of the scene from Con Air. Oh, yeah. With the, uh, what's his name, Johnny 23 or Johnny? Buscemi? Buscemi. Wasn't Steve Buscemi as? No. Or um, someone else. The Rapist. Yes. And his name is like Johnny 22 or something. Yeah, yeah. And the um, the prison guard, the female prison guard, mm-hmm. um, 
he's like about to whatever. Yeah. Her. And then he says, like, by the time you wake up, I'll be Johnny 23 or something like that. I'm yeah. getting the line mixed up. Yeah. So I'm sure someone will send us mail about how wrong I am. But that's the scene that's like really uncomfortable. And then Nick Cage yeah. obviously steps in because he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, so you felt that with Victor Zaz here. Yeah, like where, I was really uncomfortable that this was happening. You know, I was looking at him, I'm like, why is he familiar? And I was like, oh, of course. He's like, he's from like the new girl, it's Chris Messina, who is like, not the new girl, sorry, Mindy Project. He was like the other doctor who's like had a relationship with Mindy. Oh. But he had like dark hair. Yeah, and don't looks, ruin and, that. And for looks me. different. But here he's like blonde, like leaf yeah. blonde, and like didn't Super look, creepy. didn't look at all like. He usually is because it took me a minute to be like, I knew Chris Messina was in this movie, but he did not look like that in my mind. But I think he did a really good job of being creepy. Um, it was interesting too, where he was the relationship he had with Sionis was really interesting as well. Kind of almost like a almost like a big brother at times. Yeah, you know, trying to protect him and take care of him, yeah. but at the same time being super fucked up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole scene that happens at the booby trap was fantastic. The girls deciding to work together. It's their only way out. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley breaking it down like, you know, <laughs> you did this, you did this, you did this. Yeah. They're coming for all of us. The sheer number of thugs that show up and oh, yeah. you're just like, ooh, shit's going down. Obviously, it's Harley's hideout. So, like, the fact that mm. it's an old amusement park and it has the slide and the mirrors. And yeah. I thought they used the space really well. It mm-hmm. was a really cool place for a final battle. Yeah. Um, I like... That they kept the idea that Cass is a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, when... Oh, she's often... She was, like, ducking Huntress away. puts her like, to the side and says, you shouldn't see this. Hands her the car from when her family was killed and she held on to the toy car. First, I didn't know what it was, to be honest. It looked like a cell phone in that first scene. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that? It was a toy car. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. But, it like, I thought it was, like, had, like, a bigger significance. But I realize it's, you yeah. know, from when her parent, when her family was destroyed. Um. That's right. I said destroyed. I appreciate that. <laughs> right? I thought you'd appreciate that. What are you, um, the X-Men animated series? That's what I was going for. Um, I like that they did that. I like that they weren't just like, hey, here's a gun. You can, you know, like why, if you think about it, like they're all going to die if they don't win. Yeah. Why wouldn't they hand her a gun and be like, you're mm-hmm. on our team. Like, True. here you go. The fact that they were like protecting her and shielding mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really well done. I like that a lot. I like the throwback to Suicide Squad in that scene where Harley's pulling out the costumes and she's like, ooh, not that one. Oh, Sentimental yeah. value. Yeah. And it's the Daddy's Little Monster shirt from right. Suicide Squad. I really like that. I did like the, um, um, where she gives her name on Toya that looks like her old costume, like yeah. her original. But the, it's, like, bustier. Yeah. That was yeah. nice touch. I thought that was really well done. Uh, a moment that, I don't know if you missed, I mean, you probably didn't miss it, but Every woman who sees this movie will see this moment. Okay. Um, the hair tie. Yes. You got to mention the hair tie. Yeah. You, that, you did. You laughed when that happened. That is such a great. You can tell this movie was like made by women because <laughs> we always watch fight scenes in movies and think like, how is she doing that with hair in her face? Like every woman knows you got to pull your hair back. Like, <laughs> and not only the fact that women in action movies don't put their hair back and they should. Yeah. The fact that a woman giving a, another woman a hair tie. It, in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Like, it's just such a, like, that cemented their friendship. Mm. Right? Harley offering it up. Yeah. Is such a, like, girl friendship moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because she sees another woman in need and, and she. <laughs> so if you're in a fight scene 
and someone needs a hair tie, you'll whip out a hair tie. No, just in general, right? Like, as <laughs> women... <laughs> I get you, I get you. I'm not explaining this well, but, like, women always have hair ties around. Yes. And, like, if another woman needs a hair tie, you know, you got your girl. It was just a good... It was a good moment, and I think women who watch action movies and see the ridiculousness of women fighting half naked and not, Mm -hmm. you know, with hair in their face and their clothing torn and like wearing the most inappropriate shoes. And it's nice to see that they got something right. Sure. Um, but yeah, that, that whole scene in general. And then the part where, you know, Sonic scream happens, Harley rollerblades out that's really badass. Yeah. When Huntress shows up with the motorcycle and gives her a ride. Oh, and yeah. then she like hitches a ride with on the bumper. That was cool. That was really well done. Um, the idea that they showed earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. the roller derby. Yes. And that's how Cass knew her from roller that's derby. That's right. That's, that, that's where her connection to Harley was. That's what it was. Yeah. Does she, does she do roller derby in the comics? Who, Harley? Yeah. I believe she has. Um, she did in a comic by Palmiotti and Con- Connor. And yeah, I think, and they're big fans of this movie as well. I so. like, they threw, written, it in, they threw it in in the beginning, like, oh, yeah. she joined roller derby. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then to bring it back and have her like that in the fight team. Yeah, actually, I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, that is a good callback. Yeah. And they built it into the movie so that. It was really it well done. It's not like, why wouldn't she, why would she be doing that? It's like, of course she would be. She's comfortable yeah. that way. Absolutely. And even when, when in the roller derby scene, when they're like, she's like, whip me, mm-hmm. which, you know, because I've seen a roller derby movies, exactly. I know that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ellen Page. Right. That's a real thing. And then so when she has Huntress whip her, like, I think it really works well. Yeah. Um, and then I guess finally the end scene when Black Mask dies, um, when... Harley's apologizing to Cass. Yeah. And then Cass is like, I have to apologize too. Oh, yeah. I stole your ring. And it's the pin from the grenade. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. It was. Because um, it's like Harley saving Cass, but Cass helping to save herself. And, yeah. you know, we've seen her pickpocketing her sleight of hand the whole movie. And so. Exactly. It just, I thought it worked really well. An interesting aspect of the movie, which worked, but is also like, hmm. Uh, is Cassie eating the diamond? And that's why she can't die. Like, yeah. they can't get rid of her. Like, and the idea that. You know, Harley's better because she's not trying to kill her. She just wants the diamond, so she's just yeah. helping her with all the laxatives, etc. And she was in the beginning. Yes, exactly. Before she decided to sell her out later, which is obviously. But even then, she was trying to get her to poop. Like she didn't want to. No. Like I. Yeah. I, I know she did about. It's thing. interesting how much the movie's around just trying to get Cassie to poop. Right. <laughs> it's a real problem. Well, and then at the end, like they obviously got the diamond. Yeah. But like, they give it to the birds of prey, or they. Gave them the number. I missed. Oh, like they gave them the numbers. Yeah, because they, they kept the diamond. I think so. Because Huntress has the, like they, they talk about how Huntress's she gets fortune her money back. is what's funding the birds of prey. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. it was her money. Yeah. Um, but I guess they sold the diamond itself. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Like I wondered if Cass went to the bathroom and Harley went after her and they had planned to run away or if it just happened. Oh. Uh, like, all of that just was very spontaneous. That's true. It I was. just wondered like Yeah. I did like the scene with them when they drove off. Yes, I yeah. believe he was. I actually liked I it's interesting that that shot is the shot from all the all the trailers with her looking up and kind of winking at the camera and that's literally the last shot of the movie. Oh, I don't remember. But it's in a I lot of the trailers. A lot of trailers. I wanted to just kind of go in fresh. here. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Do you have anything? Else? What would you give this out of? I don't know. Five. 
five. Five something. I don't know. Why can't it be out of ten? Well, okay, out of ten. How are you going to give it an eight if it's out of five? Five. Fine. How many it's cross? Out of 10. How many crossbows out of ten? It's a bow and arrow. <laughs> no, it's a crossbow. <laughs> I know. Um, you're going to give it an eight. You know, that's a little harsh. I mean, probably, but that's not the point. I'll give it a nine. Give it a nine? You really liked it. I did really like it. So you'd it. watch it again happily? Yeah, you're going to put it on my iPad when it comes out. That's right. Or once you can illegally download it. Whoa. Whoa, wait, we don't do that. We don't do that. No, we don't do How that. There you are. You know you're going to own this the minute it comes out? I know, but it's not going to be on Disney Plus, so I got to... <laughs> uh, no, the answer would be no. No. Um, and a trailer well, that until w- Marvel buys. I mean, DC. Disney buys DC. Yeah. Um, question it's a for of time you. Before Disney takes over the world. One of the trailers was for um, what was it called? Uh, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Any interest at all? You didn't see the original. Did, did anything about it kind of? It looked all right. Yeah. I feel like I should see. I don't. I. I don't know why I haven't seen the original. I don't know. It's a good it wasn't movie. like a thing. Like I'm not seeing this movie. It was just like I don't know. I just didn't. You see everything opening night, and we have a child, and I don't go with you. But then a we have. Blue, but then we have Blu-rays. Guardians 2. I'm sure it's good. I'll Wonder watch Woman. it before I watch Guardians 2. Okay. I mean, I still have to see Thor Ragnarok at some point. You haven't seen Dark World, but that's okay. I saw half of Dark World. And you saw pieces of it in Endgame because they went back to that movie. Yeah, so basically. Basically yeah. to say, you do have to watch this movie. It does matter. You can't mm, skip it. I did skip it. You did. I'm not watching the end of Doctor Strange either. Don't no? care. Uh, but you like Doctor Strange. Okay. You liked him in Infinity War and Endgame. Did you like him more in those movies? Yeah. No, I do. I like him. The next I just one's didn't a big like one. his movie. The next one's the Multiversity of Badness. It's him and in uh, in Wanda are going to be in it. And it's supposed to come and... I'm not comfortable about the new Spider-Man. Why? Whenever it comes out. Why? Because I don't like that, like, they made him... They have a custody like, battle between them? They No, they... What? Oh, that everyone knows. they fucked up his shit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It makes me uncomfortable. That's true. Are you going to watch Morbius? Any interest at all? I don't know what that is. Do it. Jared Leto, we watched the trailer. He's the the disease, then he becomes like a vampire. We watched this trailer together. He's dying of a disease. He tries to think of a crazy cure, and he gets injected with something, and then he has the... Now he needs to feed on blood. He's like a monster now. Yeah, clearly it was momentous. Wow, you really... Took out the heart. Yeah, I don't know. There's also Venom 2 coming out this year. You're going to watch Venom 1? It's got Michelle Williams in it. I don't know how... how Of all the people to ever say yes to any any superhero movie at all, Michelle Williams would have she been the last the one. one. Yeah. She's the last person I ever would have expected to be in one of those movies. Just because she seems too good for that stuff. Let alone Venom. Yeah. With Tom Hardy. Yeah, I don't... I don't understand this love for Tom Hardy. People love Tom Hardy. What's he from? Obviously Venom. Don't say Venom. He was in Venom. What? He was also Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, see, I never saw that. He was in Mad Max Fury Road. Did I see that? You did not. Okay, and I didn't see Mad Max. No. He's been in a lot of other things, too. He's also been in a Star Trek movie, Star Trek Nemesis. He played a clone of Picard. Did I see that one? I doubt it. It was before you you and I were together, so you would have had to see it on your own. No, that's not true. T-War makes me watch movies. He does. But I think just, just two. (laughs) <laughs> like number two, not two. Movies. Okay, okay. Number two. A lot of movies coming out this year. Sounds great. Yeah, you're gonna watch Black Widow. Is there a trailer for that turn one? Turn into like a what uh, movies are we gonna? Because see? I don't get you on the podcast the very pod- often. Well, this is why. Because shut the tape. You can't just yeah, shut the tape. Um, you can't just leave it alone. The fact that 
I said 10 minutes, and you've gotten... 50 minutes? You thought it was shorter, didn't you? All right, well, Kelly, um, thank you very much for being wait, part of the I'm podcast. I'm making sure I don't have any more wrap-up thoughts. I okay. talked about all the characters I liked. I talked about what I didn't like, which was nothing. Covered that. Creepy bad guy. Margot Robbie rocks. I probably didn't talk about Harley enough, but that's because she was exactly the character she was in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. She killed it again. Yes, she was less sexualized. I'm okay with that. It was um, interesting seeing her go through the breakup and, like... Listen, she cuts her hair, which is such a, like chick breakup thing to do mm. the fact that she immediately cries is iconic like like we all have our breakups where we're like i'm gonna get a haircut i'm gonna show him i'm gonna revenge body like we all have those moments mm-hmm. but like she cuts her hair and cries is so perfect it's so perfect you have no idea we didn't even talk about her blowing up the ace chemicals factory but that was such a like fuck you joker yeah like it's over Blow up the i spot. want the world to know yeah she didn't think about it it's a bad idea yeah um but that was amazing and like what a cool explosion and then she was so badass about it like yeah. cool girls don't look at explosions just walking <laughs> away from it it was really that part was really well done yeah I mean, I'm not sure that's how that would have gone down. It wasn't realistic. Who cares? Worst he were to tell us, like, the truck wouldn't have. Oh, um, um, urgent uh, report. Uh, t were said it was decent. That's what this it would was be. Decent. He texted. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> it was decent. Yes, because he, he made sure to text about it. He's like, it was decent. I'm like, all right, good. All right. We well, liked it more than he did. He probably gave it like a six or seven. That's I loved it. You're giving it a nine. I'm upgrading I give it, it to a ten. You're upgrading it to a ten. Sure. Sure. Why not? I always say nine because like something will be better, but like ten. You really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Nothing it. Nothing wrong with that. Oh no, I. I mean, Jumanji's a ten. <laughs> Obviously, if you haven't seen, wait, which Jumanji do you like more? First or second one? First one is all the setup of everything of how the well, world works. Well, I haven't seen the second one a second time. No, but the second one really just fair. runs right in. I watch in. the first one all the time. You do. There's like a couple. I'm not gonna like turn this into a Jumanji podcast. Okay. Let me just say, if you haven't seen Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, go see it, AJ. <laughs> go see it. I don't know if we've seen it. Just, okay. If he hasn't, he should. Everyone should. Um, it's just really well done, and I really enjoy it. But there's a few moments that like really get me yeah or i really like just love watching so i just will like fast forward and like yeah i was at the gym the other day and like just went to just that spot oh really that i just wanted to watch that moment it's just really good so the second one i was a little like worried about because i was like i don't know how they're gonna recreate this without it just being the same movie yeah they reinvented it but kept it the same mm-hmm. amazing not sure how it'll hold up on second third fourth fifth tenth watching <laughs> but we'll see but it'll get there Anyway, this is the part where you say, like us here, follow us here, blah, blah, blah. That's true. So you can and I it. say shout out to our favorite fans, which I basically just did. What's up, AJ? Um, yeah. And then you say, bye-bye. Yes. Well, let me do my part then. You can okay. email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. There you go. There you go. Thanks for uh, listening to this episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>